0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chingona's Only Club. I'm your host, Meli Ramirez, and today we're going to be talking about colorism. While this topic is not necessarily explicit, it does contain some sensitive information that might be triggering for someone who's experienced discrimination due to colorism. So I just wanted to give you a fair warning. With that, get ready, get comfortable, and let's dive in. What is colorism? Colorism is defined by prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. I can genuinely tell you that I myself have never been discriminated against because of my skin tone or skin color. It's important for me to make that differentiation because I am a Mexican-born woman, but those of you who have met me or seen my pictures or my social media, you know that I am pasty, (laughs) pasty as they come. Uh, And why is that important in this discussion? Because I think that not many people with the skin complexion that I have in our culture speak up enough about this issue and so i wanted to talk about it today and i want to tell you guys why i chose to talk about this i was scrolling through social media as i do TikTok to be exact and there was a mother talking about her two children one of them is light skin and one of them is dark skin with dark complexion and dark features her husband is the father to both of her children she is mexican And her husband is black. And her light-skinned daughter gets more compliments. And her pictures, when she posts them on social media, always get more comments, more likes, more attention. Whereas when she posts pictures of her other daughter, her dark-skinned daughter, she... She rarely gets any comments, she rarely gets any likes, and the words that her family members and her friends use to describe both children are very different. While one child is called beautiful and gorgeous, the other child is called curious or cute or pretty for a mixed baby, (laughs) It's not funny, it's comical that people still think this way, but it happens. And so I'm really glad that she decided to post this because it really got me thinking about my experience with colorism and how it has impacted my life and the lives of those I hold dear to me, my family members, the people I love most, and I always talk about discrimination, racism, and all these topics are constant things that I'm always thinking about, but very rarely do we really take a look at our own culture and try to talk about the issues within. And so I wanted to make sure that we address that today. To give you guys a little bit of background, my mom is also Mexican. She was born in Tlatepeche. You can't say that because it's in Nahuatl. Tepeche is in a larger town called Mestitlan, which translates to Lugar de la Luna, also translates in English to Place of the Moon. This is an indigenous area, which was later colonized by the Spanish. And so most of the population there is now Catholic. Why is that important? Well, because you have two different kinds of people in this town. You have... Your native indigenous population, which are my mom and her ancestors, and then you have the Spanish descendants who also now live in the same town. The vast majority of the native indigenous population are poor. They live in poverty, whereas the Spanish descendants, who have now gone through Many, many generations do have, over time, they've accumulated more wealth. And so they are, they do tend to be wealthier. The color of your skin, even in this Mexican town, almost defines your social status. Okay? Not all the time. But I will say lighter skin families do have more wealth than darker skin indigenous families okay that's just a fact so my mom belonged to the lower class if you'd call it that the lower class group and my dad came from the upper class group now they were both very poor okay but my dad lived in the Part of town that was more developed where they had running water, electricity, and my mom lived in the part of town that was not. They attended the same school and that's how they met. My dad was captivated, if you want to call it that, obsessed with my mother in school. She was friends with my dad's sister who was also a fair-skinned, green-eyed woman or girl at that time. And my dad was a fair-skinned, green-eyed boy. My mom was a brown-skinned, brown-haired, brown-eyed girl. My mom at that time was only about 15 when she met my dad, and she was really good friends with his sister. Now, if you guys know old-school culture... And you'll still see it in shows like Bridgerton and all these other very antiquated rules. A girl, a lady could not be out alone with any man because it would ruin her reputation. You needed to be chaperoned at all times and there was no way that you would be out past dark. These same rules were actually followed in this town where my mother came from. So... Why is that important? Well, my mom was married off to my dad against her will, essentially because she was, I'm going to say tricked, and we'll probably cover that in another episode, but she was tricked into staying out later than her curfew. And because of that, her parents never took her back. But my dad did it intentionally. He wanted my mom for himself. And if you guys have heard earlier episodes, my dad was very, very unstable person, had a lot of issues, still has a lot of, you know, mental issues. And so my mom was essentially a person that was forced on my father and his family, and they hated her for that. They hated her because they thought that she was not good enough for him. He deserved someone prettier, someone smarter, someone who looked more like him. And how do we know this? It's because they told her this. (laughs) They told her that she was an India, which is the, what would you say, the derogatory term for Native American in Spanish, which is kind of funny because she was right? She was an indigenous person, (laughs) but that was their way of insulting her. That she was going to ruin their bloodline because now kids wouldn't have blue eyes or green eyes like almost their entire family. And it sounds ridiculous talking about it, but it was true. That's exactly what happened. And everybody anticipated that when I was born, because I was a result of that union, If you want to call it that. When I was born, people anticipated that I would come out with dark complexion, dark features, etc. But when I was born, I wasn't. My hair now is dark brown, very dark brown. But when I was born, my hair was very, very light, almost blonde. And I didn't have green eyes or blue eyes. I have brown eyes. But I was this little white baby which to them was all they wanted. That's all they could ask for. And so I was adored. I was adored by my dad's family while my mother was treated like the help. Okay. They only tolerated her because of me. And it sucks to say that, but it's the truth. My mother has told me this herself. And... When she got pregnant about a year and a half later, she had my little brother. And my little brother was not fair-skinned, was not light hair, light eyes. He looked like my mom. Not as dark-skinned as my mom. He was clearly a mixture of the two, but he was definitely darker-skinned than I was. And so my little brother was immediately tossed to the side, if you want to call it that. And my dad, Seen his family reaction to his son, also rejected him. They actually accused my mom of cheating on my father. That's how bad it was. So, in the end, I can genuinely tell you that in our culture, in Mexican culture, even in the lowest, I would say, states of poverty, colorism is very real, and it does almost dictate your status fortunately for us we left and I did not grow up with my dad's family I grew up around my mother and with my brothers and we were taught to just love each other and it wasn't something that we saw while we were discriminated against for being Mexican and for being undocumented we were not discriminated against and I say we like my brother and I We're not discriminated against for being different or by the color of our skin. We were discriminated against for other reasons. But my mom, on the other hand, not only experienced her discrimination because of her status as an undocumented person or because she was a Mexican woman, but she was also a dark-skinned Mexican woman. While you might be able to hide By learning the language and assimilating into this country. And while you may be able to uh, try and learn the culture. You can't hide the color of your skin. And so my mom was always treated less than. And she experienced that her entire life to this day. And I didn't understand it as a kid. Uh, But it creates this weird self-image, I think, problem. I grew up resenting my dad's side of the family tremendously because of the way that they mistreated my mother. And I never understood it. But at the end of the day, no matter what happens, the core issue will always be that they did not think that my mother was good enough for him. And everything else my dad did was okay, because he's a man. And we're also a very, I would say, sexist culture. I don't know if it's like that now. I haven't been... I haven't lived in Mexico in a very long time, but I know that when I was growing up, chismo was a very big thing. And a lot of our family values are based or built upon the notion that the man is the head of the house and you do whatever the man says. I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, my mom was just at a clear disadvantage at every turn. Now, I can genuinely tell you that growing up, there was a lot of things that I didn't realize that happened that were a clear example of colorism. But I did not know or understand the issue enough to see what exactly was happening. And they seem so innocent. These things that happen to us, they seem so innocent that you almost miss them. A perfect example for any light skin. Mexican or light-skinned Latina or Latino who's ever gone into a Mexican or Latino-owned store or approached a Latino vendor. What do they call you? If they speak Spanish and you approach someone, what do they call you? They don't call you sir or ma'am. In Spanish, at least for me, I can tell you that almost every street vendor I ever approached and any clerk at a local store that spoke Spanish that I ever approached they called me automatically Huerita. what does that translate to I would say the most rudimentary translation to that would be white girl because they immediately saw a fair-skinned girl and they would call you Huerita. and to them it's a compliment But how many times did I get somewhere and immediately be like, ¿Qué le damos, güerita? Or how can I help you, güerita? When they said that, it completely put you in the spotlight. And everybody else who was not a fair complexion just stood there and watched you get whatever services you were there to obtain, either quicker or faster than they did. Or with a much better attitude, or with a kinder demeanor. People are automatically nice to you. And people don't realize this. <laughs> they don't realize this, or they refuse to acknowledge. And I'm not going to compare it to white privilege because white privilege goes way beyond the scope of society, like into much higher education and jobs. This is the most. I would say the lowest form of privilege because of our proximity to whiteness. And a lot of people don't like to acknowledge that. They think that you're nice to people and they're nice to you. Well, you can be nice to people, but the fact of the matter is that if you're two shades darker than I am, it's not going to, it's not going to be the same. And I won't say that it's like that for everyone. I won't say that every single Latino is, thinks this way. But a lot of them do. And it's because that's what we were taught. And it's really sad because we were indigenous people. And we were essentially colonized. And we were taught that brown was dirty. And raised to believe that white was pure. And it's sad because in actuality brown is beautiful brown skin brown features but you don't see that on social media you don't see that on television being portrayed you don't see any of that and when you do it almost catches you off guard because you're like what like why what's happening and just because you've been conditioned to question that watch any mexican telenovelas watch them People say, oh, I love watching telenovelas, mostly perverted old men who watch them because of the girls with their BBLs <laughs> and they think that's what Mexican people look like. Most of the actors in telenovelas are white by their complexion. And I mean by their like Caucasian. Their proximity to whiteness is even further than mine. A lot of them have green eyes, a lot of them have blue eyes, blonde hair, really fair skin, fair complexion, they're tan, they're beautiful. And the people that are darker skin, dark complexions, are often cast as the servants the cooks the maids the nannies even in our own culture we are cast in these roles of the servants the maids and the nannies and i think that's just ridiculous it's so ridiculous to see that happening in our own culture where even there we get to play the stereotype roles and it's disgusting But even worse is when you experience it in real life. I'm married and I have three boys. Two of them inherited my pastiness. God bless their souls. (laughs) They are so pasty. These children do not tan. My youngest actually has a lot of blonde highlights in his hair. And it's just like, that's just how his hair, those jeans just came out strong with that one. Um, my husband is actually of the same complexion as my mother. He is brown skin, brown eyes, dark black hair. And our middle baby, or my son, he, he looks exactly like his daddy. He looks exactly like him, and I love him so much for it because it's like having a mini-husband. Even his like personality is just like him. But I worry. I worry that my middle son will get to experience the world in a very different light than his two siblings. They're all going to grow up to be men in society. And what advantages is my oldest and my youngest son going to have that my middle child is not going to have? What jokes are going to be made about them? Because, you know, kids are freaking cruel. And I'd like to think that in a perfect world, my son would never be made fun of, but that's just not reality. And what's the first thing kids make fun of? is how you look. It's simple. Even my oldest gets made fun of because he's pasty. <laughs> because he's too white (laughs) it's ridiculous but imagine if that hurts his feelings because he tells me that he wishes he could just go out in the sun and just get a little more tan because people tell him he looks sick imagine what they're gonna call my middle son and so I feel like I almost have to raise him to have tougher skin To be able to mentally and emotionally handle all of the challenges that come as a result of colorism in our own society. And it sucks when it's strangers, but it's even worse when it's your own people. And I don't know if you guys understand that, but I can tell you that probably the most hurtful thing that could happen was if his dad or I ever express any sort of colorism behaviors towards my middle son imagine that how awful would that be if we treated them different and you think that parents could never do that parents do parents do that all the time in our culture people your moms will tell you not to go out in the sun or you're gonna get dark like it's a bad thing And they don't say dark. They say prieta or prieto, which is basically an ugly way of saying brown. These things that we do are so innocent and so common, but they're so horribly unkind. And they do have a huge negative effect. If you grew up that way, think about the self-image issues that are created within you. Even in the Black community, and I talked to my friend who was a guest on the show previously, Sierra. She always tells me that she's Black, her sisters are Black, but she is darker than all of them. And so she experienced racism at a totally different level than her sisters. And in her own community, the Black community, she experienced colorism from them because she had a darker complexion than everybody else. And this happens to us as well this happens in our own culture and we can't fix the issue of colorism within our own culture by calling it out by acknowledging it by talking about it more openly how can we fix people who are racist towards us when we ourselves are not accepting of our own and i'm not saying you can't do both simultaneously but you can't just do one You can't just address one issue. And the easiest issue to address is discrimination, is racism. Colorism is also a big problem, but nobody can address that issue except us, the ones that are within those communities. And acknowledge the advantages that we have due to our proximity to whiteness. It's a thing. If you don't acknowledge that and you keep benefiting from the privilege of your whiteness, then it's never going to get fixed. It's never going to get fixed. You need to address it. If someone, if I'm going to the store with my mother who is brown and beautiful and someone acknowledges me instead of her, they look at me again with the little in term of endearment and they acknowledge me and ask me what I want I immediately stop and I point them to my mother and I say she's the boss what do you have mom what are you gonna have I give her space not only as the matriarch of our family but to show this person that you are sadly mistaken by assuming that someone Else, because of the color of their skin, is in charge of whatever it is that's going on. This happens all the time and it may seem so innocent and small and stupid. But if I don't and I continue to take on that role and just push my mother to the side like everybody else, imagine how that would make her feel. I'm sure she's used to it by now. I guarantee you this isn't the first time it's happened to her. But it messes with you, your self-esteem. now let's talk about discrimination our own biases are based on how we see people if i see a light-skinned mexican and i see a dark-skinned mexican let's say they're both men if i don't acknowledge the fact that i might be more trusting of one over the other It's the same thing when we tell a white person, hey, just because a black man in a hoodie walking around, it doesn't mean that they're dangerous. Don't call the cops on them because they can kill them. Just because they're out running on a jog. It's the same thing as us discriminating against our own. I'm sure it happens in the black community too, where you see two people and you assume one is more dangerous than the other. It has happened. It's happened to us in the Mexican community. Darker skinned Mexicans are viewed as what? The assumption is you're uneducated, you're poor, you're different caste system. It's so common. I've experienced it myself by lighter skinned Mexicans. And I'll tell you this. I went to the movies once with my, with my little cousins. They're about, I would say, 10 years younger than I am. So they're like 20s in their 20s. But when they were little, and I was about 19 19 or 20, so they were about 10. I took them all to the movies. And at the movies, I will tell you that we have to go into the city to go to a movie. Because like I told you, I'm from this very small town in Mexico. And in that small town, you can't wear like nice things. The roads are made of dirt and gravel and rock. Okay, so you wear shoes that get beat up, and you wear jeans, and you wear t-shirts. It's obvious that you're from a pueblo, from the pueblo, which is a town, versus the kids who live in the city, who get to wear nice shoes, nice everything, right? It doesn't mean that they have more money. It can, but that's not necessarily the case. People in the pueblos could have just as much money. So it's merely appearance that I'm talking about here. So I came from the Pueblo to the city to meet my cousins and we went to the movies. I don't even remember what movie we went to watch. We went and as we were coming in, my, my youngest cousin, who at the time was about seven or eight years old, was walking in with a big giant bag of popcorn that I bought for everybody. She accidentally spills the popcorn. The popcorn, some of the popcorn landed on the girl in in the seat in front of us now it's popcorn okay it's not soda it's not water it's popcorn you can literally just brush it off of you so the popcorn lands on this girl and she gets up and she looks at the kids and she starts yelling at them stupid kids blah 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 and so i meet my little cousin immediately starts crying And I'm young too. I'm only like 19, 20 years old. And so I get up and I hug my little cousin and I just look at the lady. She was about my age. And she's standing there. She's got long blonde hair. I think her eyes were like green or blue. And her boyfriend is also this blonde looking dude. This is in Mexico. And they stand up and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Now compared to them, I look like a fucking midget because I'm 5'2". They're both taller than me. So I'm trying to keep my composure for my cousins because I'm in charge of them. I'm the adult in the group. And I don't want to get in a fight. And so this girl turns to me and she calls me Naka. So she calls me a Naka. And I'm like, wait, did she just, did she really just call me this? And I get really mad because it's basically low-class, uncultured, or vulgar. In this case, she was calling me low-class because she started talking about the way I was dressed. She started talking about the fact that I had no decency or regard for other people because I told her it wasn't a big deal. It was just popcorn. So that was like her insult to me. And then she tells me to just get the fuck out, get the fuck out of the theater, and go back to my pueblo. And this is all in Spanish, by the way. (laughs) So she tells me that, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that a person actually looked at me and said, you are low class, You are in a fucking movie theater of all places. You are uncultured. You are not worthy of existing in the same space or realm as I am, as we are. And you need to go back to where you came from, back to your town. Because (laughs) as an undocumented person in the United States, people tell me that shit all the time. And now I'm in my own country, (laughs) in my own state. And I can't believe that I'm fucking hearing this. So at that point, I lost it. And I threw my drink on her. (laughs) I'm not proud of it, but it was totally worth it. I threw my drink at her. Then I picked up the pop because you carry the popcorn in a tray. Then I picked up the plastic tray and then I threw that at her. And then my little cousin started throwing all the popcorn at her. And she was crying and she left with her boyfriend crying, calling us all nakas. We were all a bunch of nakas. I thought I was going to get kicked out, but she was too embarrassed to go tell anyone. She literally just left and she didn't report us or anything. So we actually had to sit there and watch the whole movie. And my little cousins were so, they were so proud. Now they're raised there. Their dad is one of my dad's brothers and he has green eyes. So my little cousins have dark hair, but they have fair skin and they have green eyes too. So they didn't understand Things plus their age. They didn't understand what, what was happening except or in the way that I did. That was the city where they were from. Their dad is a very successful lawyer. They grew up with a lot of money in Mexico. And so the insults didn't even phase them. Because to them, they're like, like I'm not a naka. I'm not low class. I'm not uncultured. That's not us. Um, but for me it hit me it hit me really hard because I couldn't believe that someone was doing that all because of the way that they perceived me because of the way that I was dressed. Now things like that happen all the time. All the damn time. Not just in Mexico, but they happen here. You have Mexicans who are dead set on supporting, let's say, Donald Trump. They are dead set that this man is the wave of the future. And I don't understand it because he doesn't like Mexicans. You're you're Mexican, right? He didn't say like the legal Mexicans are exempt from all my insults. He's talking about you. But somehow they've made it so that when he insults all Mexicans, in their mind, it excludes them. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. And it's insane. Because to me, you have to hate yourself, your culture, your country so much that another person of your own background and your own cultural background is not the same as you over their social status, the color of their skin. These things, caste systems, colorism, like all of these things are a huge problem in our Latino culture. And I'm sure they're a huge problem in the African-American community. And I know that in the Asian communities it is as well. And that's the reason why there's so many products, beauty products out there that bleach your skin. <laughs> that's the thing, like women use that. They use that all the time to make their skin just Appear as white as possible. And so. I just wanted to make sure that I talked about that. Because I don't think we talk about it enough. But to all my brown beautiful people. I love you so much. Let me know. If you guys have ever experienced colorism. Either on my side. Like from the pasty perspective. Or as the brown skin. Black skin individual tell me how have your own people discriminated against you because of the color of your skin and how did that impact you and what are you going to do how are you going to raise your kids to make sure that this is not how it this is not how it is the fact that we have to write books on how to love your own skin that's how bad this problem is because it's not just outsiders doing this to us it's our own people. So. Anyway. That's it for today's episode. It's a short one. Take care of yourselves. If you're not already following or subscribed to the show. Please do so. If you haven't already reviewed it. I'd appreciate it so much. And of course you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. At Chingonas Only Club. And. And right into the show if you want to be a guest on the show or you have any topic ideas of something that you'd like to talk about or discuss or an issue that is not discussed enough I'd be happy to cover it (laughs) so until next time adios